Prospects for patients with multiple myeloma may soon be transformed, according to Kenneth Anderson, who's just been speaking at the European Congress on Hematologic Malignancies taking place here in Paris. After his talk, he told me how agents, including bortezomib and lenalidomide, are finding their way into current practice, and why, as we heard one speaker say, we need to accept that the VAD regimen is dead. This meeting was uh, characterized by a wonderful presentation by Jesus San Miguel from Salamanca, Spain, who reviewed for us the remarkable advances um, with the use of novel therapies, including lenalidomide and bortezomib, both in the younger patients who are transplant candidates to prepare them for transplant and in the elderly patients where thalidomide, lenalidomide and Velcade have all been combined with melphalan and prednisone. Regardless of whether it's the young patients where these drugs are used initially to prepare them for transplant or whether these three agents, thalidomide, lenalidomide and Velcade are combined with melphalan and prednisone, in either case they are achieving unprecedented rates of overall response, extent of response, especially complete response. They are all prolonging progression-free and overall survival. Give me some kind of idea of just how big a difference the novel agents have indeed made, uh, starting with thalidomide. Well, thalidomide added to melphalan and prednisone has been shown in French trials in Italian trials, both published already, and in a uh, trial in patients with myeloma greater than age 75 years to be superior to melphalan and prednisone in overall response, extent of response, progression-free and overall survival. In one of the French trials, uh, melphalan and prednisone was actually found to be statistically superior to transplant 100 milligram per meter squared of melphalan given twice each time rescued by stem cell. So the addition of thalidomide to melphalan and prednisone has achieved something that we hadn't been able to achieve in the previous 50 years of trying to improve on melphalan and prednisone. Remarkably, the VISTA trial presented by Jesus San Miguel here, where you have the addition of Velcade to melphalan and prednisone, achieved responses in the overwhelming majority of patients and statistically significant differences in terms of the time to next therapy, progression-free survival, overall survival, and extent of response. And perhaps the most remarkable statistic to mention is the 35% complete response rate achieved when you add Velcade to melphalan and prednisone. Well, Velcade or bortezomib is getting a very good press here. Um, what are the specific advantages? I know you've been talking about the effect on the bone. Yes, um, Velcade is, is very active in multiple myeloma, having been uh, shown to be effective in relapse refractory myeloma, then in the so-called summit trial, and then shown to have efficacy in the apex trial of relapse myeloma. And as we've just said, when combined with melphalan and prednisone for the newly diagnosed patients in the so-called VISTA, V-I-S-T-A trial. Um, those are all um, in my view, pushing Velcade towards the initial management of this disease. But it has a couple of other features to mention. One is it can be used very effectively in patients with renal failure, where it can achieve rapid responses uh, and can even be used in patients on dialysis. Secondly, as your question brings out, uh, it, it induces osteoblasts or bone-forming cells. It 
induces apoptosis or death of osteoclasts or bone resorbing cells. And that's all true in the laboratory, but now in the clinic, signs of bone resorption such as N or C teleopeptide are decreased, and signs of new bone formation such as bone alkaline phosphatase are increased in patients on clinical trials receiving bortezomib, and the increase in new bone formation correlates with the extent of their myeloma response. To make things even more difficult for the clinician judging modern therapies, there's also lenalidomide, which is different from thalidomide. Right. Lenalidomide is clearly a a remarkable advance. Uh, It is in the same class of drugs, the so-called immunomodulatory drugs as thalidomide, but it's now gone from the bench to the bedside very rapidly. In relapsed multiple myeloma, lenalidomide and dexamethasone in both a North American trial led by Donna Weber and an international trial led by Thanos Demopoulos has been shown to have superior outcome in terms of time to progression, extent and frequency of response, and even overall survival in patients with relapsed multiple myeloma. In addition, lenalidomide and dexamethasone has been moved to the forefront or initial management of multiple myeloma where lenalidomide combined with high-dose dexamethasone has been compared with lenalidomide and low-dose dexamethasone. And the low-dose lenalidomide dex-treated patients actually had a superior survival at one and two years. So clearly, as was true with Velcade or bortezomib, so it's true here with lenalidomide. It has efficacy in advanced multiple myeloma previously treated, but even more remarkably when you move it up front it has greater activity still. Perhaps to mention to you the combinations of treatment is the other major excitement now in myeloma and even the combination of lenalidomide and bortezomib are two novel drugs put together predicated upon the fact that they kill by different mechanisms caspase 8 mediated death for lenalidomide and caspase 9 mediated death for bortezomib That combination achieves responses in 58% of patients with relapsed myeloma, often refractory to treatment with either agent alone. And when you take lenalidomide and bortezomib and use it as the initial management, my colleague Paul Richardson has presented that 98% of people respond with clearly approaching half of the patients having a complete or a very good partial response. So what's the gold standard emerging then? Because um, these agents are licensed, they can be used. How do you counsel cancer clinicians right now? And where does autotransplant fit into this picture as well? Yeah, I think that novel agents should be used up front as part of the initial management of all patients. And the choice of initial treatment should always be on a protocol if you can. But short of that, I think what we've learned is for the younger transplant candidates, either Velcade dexamethasone or lenalidomide dexamethasone should be considered as the initial management. For the elderly patients with myeloma, melphalan prednisone thalidomide, based on randomized trials, melphalan prednisone Velcade or bortezomib, based on randomized trials, and melphalan prednisone lenalidomide, based on a phase two trial, all are uh, appropriate options in that older group. To put it a different way, as you said initially, VAD is really not 
appropriate lo any longer for the transplant patients. One should incorporate novel therapies prior to the transplant. And for the older folks, I think melphalan and prednisone alone is no longer appropriate either. And thalidomide, Velcade, bortezomib, or lenalidomide should be added to the melphalan and prednisone in that population. In terms of the role of transplant, um, it's still here to, and it is very valuable for patients with myeloma. What has been shown is that the incorporation of novel therapies before and after autologous transplant as improving induction and as maintenance is improving the outcome of the transplant. And what was discussed at this meeting is the very exciting data from Total Therapy 3, which is Dr. Barlogi's experience with two autologous transplants, where he has incorporated bortezomib, a novel therapy, and has had very promising long-term disease-free survival. I think as we concluded this session, the future will be to utilize novel therapies together in cocktails of three or four drugs, achieve high response extent and frequency in the majority, and then randomize patients to early versus late transplant, and in so doing, determine what's the durability of response to the combination of novel therapies, and what is the relative role added value, if you will, of transplant in the, in the era of novel therapies. And Dr. Barlogi was even talking about cure. And let me get this right, this was with tandem transplants. Yes, I think, uh, I think cure uh, really has not been uh, appreciated in our disease previously. And I think what we're talking about is that we are starting to see responses in the majority of our patients that can even be complete responses that have some measure of durability to them. Like 15 years even? Yes, I think that the only uh, long-term survivors without myeloma that we've had heretofore have been the allogeneic transplant recipients. But yes, in the context of aggressive autologous transplant, there appear to be long-term disease-free survivors there as well. So overall, the message, are you upbeat about myeloma? It's not an easy disease, is it? Oh, it's, it's not an easy disease, but um, I think that it's very fair to say that in the majority of patients with myeloma treated with novel therapies nowadays, that it has, uh, the natural history has changed into that of a chronic illness, and that as the excitement was palpable at this session, that cure is on the horizon. That was Kenneth Anderson from the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, talking to me here in Paris at the European Congress on Hematologic Malignancies. For the ASCO Audio Journal of Oncology, I'm Peter Goodwin.